Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Noach, talking about some points from the Vilnagon and looking at the brilliance and beauty of Torah. We have in Perak Zion Pasachas, the Torah tells us that Noach was commanded to take animals, kosher animals and non-kosher animals. And the Pasuk describes there, From the animals that are not tahar, you should take two of each, one male and one female, according to many Rishonim, that's what it refers to, in order that they could live. So the Medrash says, and the Gemara Psachim Daf Gimel Ben Aleph says, that a person should be careful not to be motzi, davar magunami piv, not to express anything negative from his mouth, because we see that the Torah itself uh, spent an extra eight letters not to say something in it, um, negative from its mouth because it says tahora instead of just saying uh, from the animal that is tame it says tahora so this is a very beautiful idea and it's certainly a big lesson but there's a famous kasha that many of the farsham ask which is that if you look throughout the Torah we do find that the Torah uses the word tame behema uh, tamea many times so what's the shot uh, over here the Torah is just changing it in order to teach us a lesson what's the shot Many answers have been given. The Vilnagon says, in his usual brilliance, that the pshat is like this, that this is the only time that we find in the Torah where there is no halachic nafkamina, meaning that in every other time, for example, in Parsha Shmini, when it talks about the uh, kosher birds and non-kosher birds, or the kosher animals and non-kosher animals, so there the Torah is trying to teach us a halacha, that this is a behemoth tamea, this is a non-kosher animal, and you need to stay away from it. And so when the Torah is trying to keep us away from it, yes, it has a right to call it Tamea, and it will talk that way in order to clarify the halacha so that no one will make a mistake and think that the words enenu tahora, it's not tahar, are just very light. So the Torah says it in a strong place. But here, the Torah has an opportunity to express something. There's no halachic nafkamina, there's nothing being learned from it per se. It's just a recounting of a story. Of course, there's lessons behind it, and this is one of the lessons behind it, that the Torah goes out of its way instead of saying behema tamea. It says instead, a nano tahora, it's a not tahar animal. And that, says the Vilnagon, is a lesson here. In Parat Ches Pasachavalaf, the Torah tells us, Yetzer leva Adam Ra Minurav. Man has an evil heart from the time he is born. And we know many different Chazals about the Yetzerah, the evil heart that we have inside us. One of them is the Tanit Be'elio. One of them is a famous Gemara in Sukkot Nun Be'ez and Be'ez. It says, Tanit Be'er Bishmol, in Paga Bechah Manuvalzeh, if you bump into this pervert, the Yetzerah, Mashcheu Lebeis Medrash. The base of matters. Drag him to the base of matters. So there's two kashas. First of all, what's the point of dragging him? He follows you wherever you go. So by default, if you go to the base matters, he, he's going to be dragged along with you, so to speak. And second of all, what's the shot that it's telling you to drag him there anyway? You should just go there. You, it should say run away to the base matters or go to the base matters. Why does it say drag him there? That's the kasha. So it says the villain Nagon that sometimes the Yetzahara is very strong and he tries to inflate our gaiva and our desires. And so it says the villain Nagon, what the Medrash is telling us, the Chazal are telling us, is Mashchayu base Medrash, take that Yetzahara and promise him things in the base Medrash. Tell him, you know what, I'm going to learn Shalol Hashem Shemayim and I'm going to learn in order to be, uh, to get a good name and for haughty reasons. And while you learn, you'll perfect him. And so what's what's being said in actuality is that sometimes when the Yitzhahar is overcoming you, you should use his own strength against him and convince him that, hey, I'm dragging you to the base matters, and there I'm going to be haughty and be able to develop my self. And 
that will allow you to overcome him. And the Torah will have its impact on you. And that's why you're dragging him to the base medrash. And hopefully that will allow him to relent. At the end of Parshas Noach, we have the story of the Dara Flaga in Parakid Aleph, Pasuk Gimel through Zion. Uh, the Vilna Gon has a very interesting diak, which is that the Pasuk describes that each man said to his friend, Hava nilvan alevenim, let us build bricks. Let us come together and build bricks. And then again they say, Hava nivnalanu'ir, come let us come together and build the city. And then ironically, when Hashem gets together with his malachim and discusses what's going on, so Hashem says, Hava, let us go, or the royal we, who bezdino, Nerda, let us go down, v'nivla Hashem svasam, and I'm going to confuse their language. So why does Hashem use that same expression? So, the Gras says like this, the Gemara Ksubas Kofkimol Beis and the Gemara Bamatsiya Peheyam and Beis says that Rav Chia said that I'm going to make sure that Torah is never forgotten um, from Kala Yisrael. And what did he do? He he planted flax seeds and he uh, harvested them and produced traps from them. With those traps, he trapped deers and then he himself tanned their hides, um, gave out their meat after slaughtering them to the Yisom to eat. And from their hides, he made the um, cloth that he would write on, and he wrote Hamisha Hamshe Torah, and he went where there were no teachers around, and he taught Torah to the Klai Yisrael's children. And he made sure that Torah was not forgotten. So the question is, what's all this effort? Go to the store and buy these things. Why do you have to do that? And the Gra and many of the Mepharshim explain that, and, and it's based on the Zohar, beautiful Zohar, the Zohar says that the achana that you put into a mitzvah it gets invested in the mitzvah and brings the success to the mitzvah. And the more preparation that you put into something, the longer it lasts and the greater it, it, it stands. And so when Rukhia understood that all of his efforts and all of his work that he was going to do was going to be the investment to make sure that Torah was not forgotten. And so he wanted to do it fully. We know that there are a lot of uh, Rebbes and Rabbanim that will harvest their own uh, wheat for matzah. And again, this is just the idea that they want to be very involved with the mitzvah and do things from the beginning. And of course, many of them might want to put in their own kavanas or make sure that it's done l'shem matzah's mitzvah to their liking, etc. But uh, the efforts that we put in carry us through. Okay. So says the grow, this also works in the negative, that when a person, or Hanalitzlan, decides to do an Avera, the investment that he puts in does give that Avera strength as well, because a balatar Messiah so if you want to do what's right, Hashem helps you, but a balatami postal Hashem helps you. Hashem opens up and allows you to have free will and to do what you want to do, in the sense, uh, in a certain sense of uh, bringing evil into the world. And so, th- says the Grah, that's what's going on in our Psukim, that they're using the strength of Hava Nilvana, come, let us come together, and we'll put in this effort to make it last. They wanted this Migdal to last for a long time. And therefore, they're calling each other together to, to make it stronger. And that's why there's a stress between Hava and Nivna, all this Hachana, the preparations that they're putting into it. And so, in order to combat that, Hashem said it's time to uh, disperse them and to make sure that they forget their language. And so then Hashem went and said, Hava Nerda, he had to combat that spiritual power with his own kaviachal spiritual power in heaven. But again, the main focus here is that when we make a decision and we invest our time and energy into something, that gives it vitality. And so we are looking to invest our time and energy into doing mitzvahs and doing the right thing. Finally, the last thought, a very sad one, Parakid of Pasach of Ches, that says, Haran died al Pnei Terech Aviv. Uh, Haran was Avraham's brother. He jumped into the Kivshan Aish, not sure whether he wanted to follow uh, Avraham's lead, his brother's lead, or Terach Zavodazara, and he was on the outside. He was uh, 
not burned, but on the inside he was singed, the measure says. And my Rebbe Usher Rubenstein's outside used to always explain, based on the volume of that the shot was that in the inside he wasn't a Boteach and Hashem and he didn't believe. But on the outside he pretended that he did. And so therefore the outside, that pretend part, didn't get burnt because there was some something there. But on the inside... His, his entire insides got singed. Either way, Rashi says that he died in the lifetime of his father. And the Zohar says right here, in the beginning of Parshas Lechlech, actually, that Haran was the first person that ever died during the lifetime of his own parent, of his own father. And by the way, we know that Haran was, had some greatness in him. I mean, his son was Lot, who could have been great, and who messed up and made a bad choice to go to, to live an evil life and not be influenced by Avraham. But his, uh, his other daughter was Sarah, the great our Sarah, our, our matriarch. So there was certainly greatness in that family. So the Zohar says that he was the first person that ever died in the time of his father. Uh, the Gra says that this doesn't seem to be true because, and supposedly the Gra was asked this question when he was six years old and gave this answer. Because when you look, the Psukim tell us Mephorish that Hevel died in the time of his father and so did, uh, so did many other people, Hanoch as well. Um, so for that, the Gra said that that was before uh, the Mabel. Before the Mabel, it was a different world. Okay, but then there's other questions. There are questions about um, our Pachshad, uh, if you go through the, the math of how long each one lived for, there are some that actually did die in their father's time as well. And But the Vilna Gon, who was a brilliant mathematician, he says that if you go through the Pesukim carefully, and I challenge you to do it when you read through them, you will see that in all these children that died before their father, it's true that they did. However, Haran died earliest, meaning chronologically he was the first person to die uh, in the lifetime of his parent. And we know, uh, and, so, and so therefore that answers the question that at, since the Mabel, he was the first person to ever die. We know that Hashem created a natural world where generally a, a parent is supposed to live and give over his lessons to the child and and, uh, out, and the child is supposed to outlive them, so to speak, in the, in the natural way of the world. But it's very tragic. Rahman uh, al when Hashem decides that that's not going to be the, the way that it goes, and it's a very, very sad thing. Um, my point here is just to stress the idea of investing in our children and making sure to teach them how to live a life. We know many great people that have lost children in their lifetime. Rabbi Yashiv Zatzal, Rabbi Yosef, and um, I once heard from Bashem Wangadol who lost someone that um, their only comfort was to know that their child was an Obed Hashem and they know that they brought this child into the world and they know that this child left the world and went to Olam Haba, which is the purpose of our life. Our life is to be Obed Hashem and to accomplish and to serve Hashem and to do chesed and to learn Torah and to connect to Hashem through tefillah and work on our midos, like the Gra says in Mishle, Perak Dal, the famous line that uh, if we don't work on our midos, what's the point of life? We're always breaking our midos and working on ourselves. And so that is the purpose of life. And whenever Hashem decides, however long a person has, our goal is to instill in our children the truths of a Torah and development of midos, mitachon, and to perfect themselves as much as they can and to bring them to Olam Haba. We should be Zoha to only have happy and healthy lives and success and always see the beauty of Torah that the Vilna Gon brings out and so many other Mepharshim bring out every day. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.